Are you a new or aspiring woman leader that wants to make a successful leap into leadership? Do you want to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so that you can become the kind of leader other people want to follow? Welcome to The Leadership Leap, a show that is all about helping women to become more confident about making the leap into leadership. Now, here is your host, Leanne Pico. Hey there, welcome to The Leadership Leap. I'm Leanne Pico, your host. Well, I am super excited about today's show. I know I always say that, but I'm really excited this time. Again, uh, every week I get to talk to such amazing people. So it's it's really just, uh, it's a privilege to be here. So I wanted, um, but today I'm going to be talking to someone that I got to learn with when I was doing my master's in education recently, and who is now doing amazing work with a very cool organization. And today is the day that we launch our newest coaching segment, HR Superhero. So really good stuff coming and actually tackling some of the main challenges that I hear from, particularly from new and aspiring women leaders all the time. So I'll tell you about that in a second. Um, But first, big thank you to Anne Day and Amy Voderick, who are the co-authors of Good Enough. Uh, They were here last week sharing their insights from the research and publication of their book, Uh, which actually just uh, really focused on women and that feeling of good enough and that we call it sometimes imposter syndrome, but sometimes it's a feeling left over from childhood. It's also a result of, you know, what we see around us. So they explored a lot of great stories and shared some of them on the show last week. Um, They also talked about, they published the book a few years ago and how they've been putting what they learned into action to support women since. So it was a great show. You can have a listen by clicking the link on on the show page here or download in your favorite podcast provider. So today, today we are going to talk about two of the main challenges that I come across when I'm coaching or in my Leadership Leap um, signature online program, which is um, problem number one. Leanne, you say that we should know what our values are and be clear about who we are as leaders and turn up that way. But when we do and we try to speak up, particularly speak to power, we're worried we might get in trouble or there might be problems. And sometimes we do get in trouble. <laughs> so um, so one of the things that we're going to tackle today is, is talking about how do we speak up in the workplace? How do we ha- elevate our presence um, and speak about things that matter to us in a constructive and effective way? And second issue, Leanne, you are trying to help me move into leadership. However, I've put out a whole bunch of resumes, a whole bunch of applications, and nobody is interviewing me, and they don't see my possibilities at work uh, for promotion. Um, How do I navigate the gap between what's on my resume and becoming a leader? There's an experience gap there that we're going to talk about with Gurpreet a bit later. But first, we're going to chat with Rebecca Nags, who is coming to us from the Humphrey Group today. And as mentioned earlier, I had the pleasure of learning with Rebecca at the University of Toronto when we were doing our master's together. Uh, Born and raised in Trinidad, Rebecca's had years of experience working as a management consultant with organizations across numerous industries. And Rebecca recognizes firsthand that effective communication is the cornerstone to influential leadership and ultimately delivering results. As an associate with the Humphrey Group, 
Rebecca's specialty lies in working with leaders at all levels to help them fine-tune their communication and lead with courage and conviction. Rebecca, welcome to the show. Thank you, Leanne. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm really glad to get to talk to you outside of the classroom. It feels like a long time ago now, hey, though? I feel like it feels like years yeah. since we, we were last studying. I know, I know, but what a great time we had, eh? It was so we much did. fun. Yeah, absolutely. We had to, in our master's, we did, there was a focus on workplace learning and we got to learn all sorts of great stuff about organizations and, and things like that. And it, it was quite a diverse group, which I loved. Yes, so, do I, so did I. Yeah. Okay, so tell us about the Humphrey Group and what you're doing there now. What kind of work do you do? What What do you love? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give you a bit of background about the Humphrey Group first. So we specialize in what we call leadership communications. And what that means is that we believe that leadership and communications are intrinsically linked. Every time that you communicate, we believe that you have the opportunity to inspire others. And we've been in this field for a bit over 30 years now. And as you can imagine, the notion around leadership and communications in the workplace has changed drastically. It has evolved over the years since the 1980s when the organization was first founded. And what we found, you know, in 19, the 1980s, the stories that we heard was that leaders were leading from a podium. They were writing speeches, and they would get in front of their staff at town halls, and that's essentially how they would lead. Over the years, as, you know, organizational cultures have changed, there are now the trends of being authentic, bringing your whole self to work, speaking up, and being a leader with values. And so that's where we have reached as an organization. And we believe that there are three competencies to being a great leader. And those three competencies include the capability to reflect knowing what your values are and how you raise self-awareness. The second is connection, so how you foster and maintain relationships with those around you in the workplace. And the third is persuasion, so how you speak up effectively at work and inspire others around you. And I have to say, everything... Is, is what I love about working at the Humphrey Group. <laughs> I bet it sounds exciting. And it, ta- like, it let, is. Let's be in the moment. Let's go. So those are, I think those are great. And we'll talk a bit about the, those three things in just a second. But I want to talk a little bit about that evolution of leadership yep. communication. Because you're right. I mean, people used to lead from the podium, but they also used to lead with authority and power. Like it was kind of a quite a different style And so I'm wondering for people, you know, that's a big shift in culture for people to kind of um, maybe be afraid to speak up or for, for, you know, it's, what's that saying about children should be seen and not heard? It was a little bit like that with employees, right? Mm -hmm. So, so Mm -hmm. how, why do you think we've made that shift? Like what's made the shift? What's been the driver? Absolutely. Oh, gosh, I remember growing up and I remember hearing that phrase, you know, on a regular basis. 
And I believe, you know, what has changed in the organization is really that when people show up to work and they speak up effectively, organizations are now realizing that the diversity in ideas and experiences around the table really lead to value creation for the organization. And so there is ROI to be had from hearing people speak up effectively in their ideas when they're brought to the table. And companies are beginning to realize that the diversity in their workforce, the diversity of the value that they bring to the table is actually really good for business and good for their pocket. Yeah, bottom line. I mean, that lots of studies have recently said that, that a, a diverse organization absolutely performs better at all levels um, and in, in lots yeah. of different ways. And so in terms of um, when we think about, you know, those, the three things you were talking about, self-awareness. So it was self-awareness, connection. Mm-hmm. Yep, reflection, and persuasion. connection, and persuasion. Reflection, connection, persuasion. Lovely. That's a good, it's a nice way of putting, and, you know, what I love is the persuasion part because we often, we talk about reflection, we talk about connection, but we forget that we actually have to move people to an action of some sort, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so, you're absolutely right. So would those three things make up kind of the definition of a leader these days? Is that what you're saying? We've kind of got a different definition, so we we have to have a different way of communicating? So we believe that a leader is anybody who can inspire others. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter to us what position you're in, what role you're in 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 a company, you know, to what you were saying, we companies have evolved now that everyone's saying, speak up, speak up, speak up. And with this new notion that we're hearing that ev- we want everybody to speak up, nobody's actually telling us how to speak up effectively. Right. Except the Humphrey Group. That's what you're doing, right? (laughs) And it's a much needed piece. It's a much needed piece because it it is a massive change from um, speaking when spoken to, to then Mm -hmm. being, um, you know, almost as a requirement to participate within the organization. That's a, that's huge culture change. So what kinds of things do you do at the Humphrey group? Like when we think about like an organization that's trying to make that culture change, how do you support them? Mm-hmm, absolutely. So we run many programs here at the Humphrey Group that empower people to inspire others to lead. And we do that through executive, executive coaching, but also group facilitation. And we have what we like to call our secret sauce in that whenever we have group facilitation or run workshops or sessions, there are three things that we put into that session to make sure that it's worthwhile for the participants in there, that they really see that ROI. The first is that it's practical. We want people to come into those sessions bringing in communication opportunities that are relevant to them. We recognize that people are busy in their day-to-day. So when when they come into these workshops, they're using uh, upcoming communication opportunities that they can actually work on in that space. The second thing that we bring into our workshops is interaction. 
We want people to learn socially with one another. We want to engage with each other and network and form sponsorships. As a facilitator myself, one of the measurements that I hold myself against is that the less talking I can do, the mm-hmm. better I'm doing in terms of their learning. Yep. And yep. so, right? And the third is that we want our workshops to be experiential. We want people to bring in their experiences. We want people to form connections with one another over the material that they're learning. What we found is these three uh, ingredients in our secret sauce is what helps sustain learning and help people really retain the material that we're learning, that they're learning to speak up effectively. So when they walk out that door and they go back to their day-to-day, they remember the material and the practical tools that they've learned to speak up and lead in any situation. Oh, good. And, you know, and that's one of the things that shifts in learning as well, right? And leadership learning is that we're moving towards that more interactive and, you know, making sure mm-hmm. that people can do it when they leave. And and really like this, being able to speak up as a leader is, you know, the thing is, is that, okay, let's go back to what you said previously, which is number one, which is uh, the definition of leader now has shifted uh, for you at the Humphrey Group, but also, you know, generally we talk about, and I, I, I frame it as like big L title leadership and little L, you know, in, influential, um, and that people, whether they have a title or not, they're leading. So in organizations, you have lots of people who are leading, and whether they're leading in the same direction as the leadership team is another matter. They may be very good at influencing. Um, so what we need to do is actually create opportunities for people to practice as you say, like to try it out. But also there's something about an organization investing in that kind of training that says to their people, this is an expectation, right? Like we want you to speak out. We're going to provide capacity building for you to be able to do that. We're going to help train you to feel like you can speak up here. That's pretty, that's a big message for for employees, right? Yes, absolutely. That says something about the values of the organization themselves to be able to invest in the professional development of their employees. And, you know, Leanne, like the benefit in that is twofold. One, that it comes back to the organization values that they are investing in the professional development. But two, that they're also going to see the return on investment from investing in professional development of their employees because that benefit is going to come full circle when you have employees speaking up effectively and bringing their ideas to the table and having their opinions uh, counted, knowing that their opinion matters, does wonders for productivity and engagement and employee satisfaction within an organization. Yeah, huge. And I think that's the point that, you know, we, we need to make here is and it's such a you just you just made it more effectively than I probably will. But there is a piece <laughs> where organizations you need to invest and you need to give permission in a culture for your people to be able to speak up because uh, in a way, um, you know, we can we can say that to people and then shut them down every time. They try and mm-hmm. contribute. So for me, when a, an organization uh, says to people, we're going to train you in this, it is a big 
green light to say this is what we expect okay we're going to take a break right now and we're going to come back and when we come back we're going to talk to Rebecca she's going to give us we're going to talk about what it means to speak up effectively and also she's going to give us some tips for new and aspiring leaders that want to give it a try and want to kind of look more like a leader in their organization so just a reminder you could be receiving some more leadership inspiration from me on a weekly basis straight into your inbox the leadership leap net sign up have coffee tea with me every sunday morning see you in a minute become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america hi there this is liam pico the host of the leadership leap thank you for listening to the show Before I stepped into my first leadership role, I wasn't sure about becoming a leader. I was worried I didn't have the skills or confidence to do it well. When I did move up, I always say that I attended the What Not To Do School of Leadership as I knew all the things I didn't want to do, but I was less clear about the kind of leader I wanted to be. So I had to learn that the hard way. That's why I created my online leadership program, also called The Leadership Leap. I help new and aspiring women leaders to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so you can avoid some of the mistakes I made and make a more successful leap into leadership. Through over 20 video lessons, monthly group coaching, and homework exercises that help you put the learning into action right away, you will discover who you are as a leader and learn how to inspire others. You will also be part of a growing community of other fabulous new and aspiring leaders just like you. Find out more and sign up to learn with me at theleadershipleap.net and use coupon code radio for an extra $100 off just for listening. Make the leap into becoming the kind of leader you most want to be. Hi there, this is Leanne Picot, the host of The Leadership Leap. Thank you so much for listening to the the show. Before I stepped into my first leadership role, I wasn't sure about becoming a leader. I was worried I didn't have the skills or confidence to do it well. When I did move up, I always say that I attended the what not to do school of leadership as I knew all the things I didn't want to do, but I was less clear about the kind of leader I wanted to be. So I had to learn the hard way. That's why I created my online leadership program, also called The Leadership Leap. I help new and aspiring women leaders to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so you can avoid some of the mistakes I made and make a more successful leap into leadership. Through over 20 video lessons, monthly group coaching, and homework exercises that help you put the learning into action right away, you'll discover who you are as a leader and learn how to inspire others. You will also be part of a growing community of other fabulous new and aspiring leaders just like you. Find out more and sign up to learn with me at theleadershipleap.net and use coupon code radio for an extra $100 off just for listening. Make the leap into becoming the kind of leader you most want to be. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new and new and new and new happenings happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America.
You are listening to The Leadership Leap with Leanne Pico. You can find out more about Leanne and the program at theleadershipleap.net. Don't forget that you can also send in your questions about all things leadership to Leanne at her email address, info at theleadershipleap.net, and we'll try to answer them on the show. Now, back to The Leadership Leap. Hey there, welcome back. I'm Leanne Pico, and I am having a great time chatting with Rebecca Neggs from the Humphrey Group about speaking up as a leader. So before the break, we were talking about um, kind of the shift in the expectations on who is a leader and what companies are hoping to get from them. We talked about diversity being a key factor in terms of raising the potential for hearing voices and you know, making sure that we are involving people. But it's a big culture change. So we talked a little bit about that. But we're going to get a little practical now here. So I'm going to get Rebecca to tell us. So Rebecca, can you give us some tips on speaking up effectively? Like what can uh, people do in the workplace to not only speak up, but help make sure that they're heard? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, whenever we speak we never want to come out into this big ramble or this word vomit. Very often when we're in meetings, when we have people in front of us that are senior, we get very nervous. And so we tend to want to do something that's very counterintuitive and just ramble off our pitch, which, as we know, most often doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So what we want to do to speak effectively whenever we communicate so that we lead is twofold. One is that whenever we speak, we want to make sure that we're audience-centered. Human beings are innately selfish. We walk around all day thinking about ourselves, about what's on our to-do list, about the laundry we have to do, about what we're going to have for lunch or for dinner. And so whenever we're going to speak up and pitch to somebody or persuade somebody, we want to mold our converse, our message to for it to be audience-centered. The second part to speaking up effectively is always having a message. If nobody remembers anything about your pitch or your presentation or what you had to say, they should remember your message. So we believe that every time you communicate, you should have a message. And that message, to formulate that message, has two very important components. One is the action that you'd like your audience to take. And then second is the benefit to them. So building upon that part about being audience-centered. So to give you a quick example, Leanne, if I look around my desk and I want to persuade you to buy a reusable water bottle... I would say to you, you know, Leanne, I really believe that by buying a reusable water bottle, you would save money. And so if I knew that about you, Leanne, that you valued saving money, which most of us do, that's a benefit that I would use. However, if I knew that you were environmentally, that you cared about being environmentally sustainable, I might say, you know, Leanne, I really believe that you should invest in buying a reusable water bottle because you'd be helping save the earth. And so you can see there that in my, in my pitch to you, my action that I want you to take remains the same, but the benefit changes based on what I know about you as my audience. 
I love that. And and just those two things. We'll talk about the third thing in a second, but I just want to tie those two things together, which are, and, and we often, like you say, as humans, we think about what we've got to do, and then we, we communicate stuff out without considering our audience, and then wonder why people are not hearing our message and get frustrated exactly. and, and there's a kind of a spiral, right? So I love those two things together that not only are we trying to think about our audience and how we're um, connecting with them, but also what is important to them and what they care about, which is usually, you know, that's uh, not something we necessarily always consider. So what's number three? Okay. So number three, you mentioned a bit about this earlier, but is our presence. And very often, as I said, when we get nervous and we tend to ramble in those big corporate meetings in front of big senior leaders, we tend to get very nervous and our brain thinks, okay, just get this out as fast as you can and then it will be over with. (laughs) Yes. And so (laughs) our nerves really, really betray us when we ramble on like that and we speak faster. So a big part of our presence and being confident in speaking up effectively is the pace of how we speak. And really, that pace helps us in two ways. One, when we slow down, that pause helps us breathe more. And that breath enables us to be less anxious. It decreases our cortisol, which is our stress hormone. And so it tells us you are safe, just slow down and concentrate on what you're saying. The second thing that happens when we slow down is that it gives our audience the opportunity to digest what we have to say. When we pause, especially when we're telling a story, it allows our audience to envision what we're saying. They've mentally formed those pictures in their mind. When we ramble... Unfortunately, we're talking too fast for the brains of our audience to keep up. So we want to remember to slow down, pause, and breathe. It really helps in having our audience be captured by what we have to say. And then, of course, I always love to say to everyone, you deserve to be heard. It's very often that we need to give ourselves permission to slow down and effectively for people to hear us okay I love that so much especially since um, our show is focused on women for the women listening you deserve to be heard I love that Rebecca because a lot of times unfortunately like for as women and again I'm always I want to be careful about generalizing but there is something about how we're socialized and so that piece Mm -hmm. around feeling like having that we're entitled to be there and have a presence Um, often we do, and I've done it myself and, um, not communicated effectively, just kind of just quickly try to get the point out because I feel like I'm taking up space. And in actual Mm -hmm. fact, what you're saying is take up space. We want to hear from you. Yes. Yes. One of our courses actually is women only. It's called taking the stage. That was our, our metaphor to showing up, take up the space. Take the stage and own it. Love it. Love it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for those tips. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we, I think it's important for people to really, like you say, give themselves permission to pause, 
to be able to know what your message is and how your audience will receive it. Great tips. Okay, so if we wanted mm-hmm. to, so say our organization is, is saying, yeah, we want you to speak up more and we want to advocate, maybe speak up on mm-hmm. this within our organization, or maybe there's some senior leaders listening or HR folks or learning and development people that want to bring the Humphrey Group to their organization. How do they get in touch with you? Absolutely. I would love to continue the conversation with whomever is listening, senior leader or not. Reach out to me. You can contact me on LinkedIn. My name is Rebecca Nags. You can also send me an email, rnags at thehumphreygroup.com. And, of course, reach out to Leanne as well. We can trade off our contact information, and I would love to continue the conversation. Absolutely. And you can see that email address on the show page under Rebecca's bio. Rebecca, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and and, uh, helping us help women (laughs) speak up in the workplace. Great to have you here today. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much, Leanne. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye. Okay, so now I'd like to welcome Gurpreet Kaurman for her very first segment, HR Superhero. Um, and Thank I'm you, just gonna Leo. I'm gonna introduce you. Hi, Capreet. <laughs> Let Hi. me introduce you and tell everybody about you. So thanks again to Rebecca because uh, really great stuff there in terms of speaking up when you're um, trying to appear as a leader in the organization. Capreet and I are now going to talk about how do you bridge that gap between wanting to be a leader and and becoming one. So Gurpreet is an HR professional with 14 plus years of human resources experience and she now runs her own HR consulting firm. It's called HR Superhero. What a coincidence, not really. (laughs) I love the name, so I was like, that's the perfect name for a segment. Um, Gurpreet helps small and medium-sized organizations to attract and retain talent by day and by night. She's a career strategist coach helping career professionals land a job in 30 days through her online boot camp. Welcome, Gurpreet. It's your first segment. We're so glad to have you here. Thank you, Leanne. I'm so excited to be here as well. Thank you so much. Okay, well, listen, tell us about you and how you got into doing this kind of work. Yes. Um, well, I've been in HR for 14 years, but I my background actually, I come from an entrepreneur family. And being in HR and having an entrepreneur father, cousins, and so on, they all kept reaching out to me for advice, for employee advice, hiring advice, and so on. And I always wanted to be an entrepreneur since I was in high school. So I just took that leap. Um, in 2013, I decided that it was time. And I ventured on to becoming an entrepreneur. And it's probably one of the best decisions I've ever made. And I took on for full-time. I was doing a little bit part-time consulting work, but now I'm doing it full-time, and I would say it's one of the best challenges by far, (laughs) and I've grown, uh, continue to grow a lot, and on the career side, uh, I've been doing coaching for, I would say, all the way back in 2007, being in HR, people used to reach out to me all the time, and just last year, I decided to, you know what, let me do this as a service. So many people are reaching out to me, there's a need, and I just just did it. <laughs> it's so, so that's good. How and it's become to be. <laughs> awesome. Okay, and so now just to let you know, Gurpreet is prolific on LinkedIn. She does LinkedIn lives and has a, a massive network. So um 
one of the things I do recommend is to go and uh, connect with Gurpreet on LinkedIn. Her info is on the bio on the show page. Um, so today, though, we're going to focus a little bit in on this challenge that I talked about and that I encounter my mm-hmm. coaching and, and my program is this kind of this piece between, you know, I want to be a leader, but it doesn't say leader on my resume. And so, you know, and and what I want to recognize here and be really clear with everyone is that it's not all down to the individual. In HR processes, we need to recognize we have a bias towards people who've already been in the position. And I really just want to highlight that that bias is often towards men because we're looking for people who've been leaders before. And when we don't have a lot of women leaders, well, you're not going to get people who haven't been leaders before, similar with people of color. Like if you're looking for actively, you know, having a more diverse pipeline, uh, consider your HR practices. But that's that's my kind of, um, you know, that's my little rant for today. So, um, <laughs> Capreet, we're going to focus on, you're going to help the individual right now. So let's talk about, yeah. uh, we've got a few minutes to the break. Let's talk about that gap and how do you deal with the gap between where you are now and where you want to get to? Yes. So first, um, you know, just to elaborate a little bit on what you said, I think it's the mindset. You're going to need to change a little bit of mindset. And opportunities can be created. You don't have to go with what you see. Sometimes there's a lot of opportunities that you're not seeing and it's and you're missing out. So first step is something actually I do even with my corporate clients is you want to identify your gap. What is it? And I want to do this backwards first. So first step is why don't you identify what are the skills a leader should have, the type of experience a leader should have. Um, so I'm saying type. I'm not saying number of years of experience. And I think people tend to focus too much on number of years of experience versus looking at the type. And type can be, you know, leading projects, leading presentations. You're managing people. Uh, maybe even if it's one or two little groups. Uh, you're managing, solving problems, you come up with solutions. Those are kind of like a key skills a leader should have because leaders have the ability to make decisions and solve problems. So you're not one of those yes sir, yes ma'am type of person and just does what needs to be done. So you want to identify what skills and experience, type of experience is needed. Now what you want to do is you want to make a shift over to you and look at, okay, what, do, what skills I already have that's aligned with leader uh, type of roles, leadership roles, and what type of experience I have that is already aligned with it. So if you can identify that, you're already kind of bridging that gap. And, and once you know how to bridge the gap in that aspect, you also want to identify what you're missing. So when you're missing, there might be some things you're missing, but you can easily overcome that, and there's a little tips I want to give on how to overcome the missing experience or the skills you may lack is one, look at opportunities within your current position, within the current organization. See if you can lead a project. See if you can lead a presentation. Get involved, right? I love what Rebecca said. Speak up. And that little tiny thing, it's amazing what it can do for you. So exactly what Rebecca said too, speak up. Second, get personal development. You know, Leanne, you offer leadership development. So start looking at how you can develop yourself as a leader, right? 
Um, so look at those professional development courses, private courses. There's amazing people out there. Leon's one of them. You know, look at that. Second, what you want to do is there's two things that people tend to overlook, but I highly recommend you doing this. You can do two additional things that can really elevate your skills and experience in leadership, and that is, one, you can sit on boards. Nonprofit organizations have boards, and they're always looking for board members. Even now, they've expanded the type of set skills they look for. Even I, like, got an opportunity to sit on a board, and I made jobs. So it's amazing what sitting on boards can do for you. And second, you can become an advisor to startups. Startups, uh, there's so many startups uh, around the country, uh, even in Toronto, U.S., everywhere. Start identifying the type of startups maybe you can assist. There's a great website um, that if you want to get involved with startups and maybe even become an advisor, and it's called AngelList. So I'm just going to give that out. It's www.angel.co. They have tons of things on there, even like advisor roles, volunteer roles. You may want to check it out. So that's one way to bridge that gap of not having the experience. Okay, awesome. Lots of great advice there. That's awesome. Thanks, Gurpreet. And you've you've started started the show rocking the some great tips. What we're going to do is we're going to take a little break, and we're going to come back, and okay. we're going to talk about um, something else that Gurpreet talks about, which is networking. Don't be scared. Come back. We're going to make it nice. Don't worry. We love networking here. Talk to you soon. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hi there, this is Liam Picot, the host of The Leadership Leap. Thank you for listening to the show. Before I stepped into my first leadership role, I wasn't sure about becoming a leader. I was worried I didn't have the skills or confidence to do it well. When I did move up, I always say that I attended the What Not To Do School of Leadership as I knew all the things I didn't want to do, but I was less clear about the kind of leader I wanted to be. So I had to learn that the hard way. That's why I created my online leadership program, also called The Leadership Leap. I help new and aspiring women leaders to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so you can avoid some of the mistakes I made and make a more successful leap into leadership. Through over 20 video lessons, monthly group coaching, and homework exercises that help you put the learning into action right away, you will discover who you are as a leader and learn how to inspire others. You will also be part of a growing community of other fabulous new and aspiring leaders just like you. Find out more and sign up to learn with me at theleadershipleap.net and use coupon code RADIO for an extra $100 off just for listening. Make the leap into becoming the kind of leader you most want to be. Hi there, this is Liam Picot, the host of The Leadership Leap. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Before I stepped into my first leadership role, I wasn't sure about becoming a leader. I was worried I didn't have the skills or confidence to do it well. When I did move up, I always say that I attended the what not to do school of leadership as I knew all the things I didn't want to do, but I was less clear about the kind of leader I wanted to be. So I had to learn the hard way. 
That's why I created my online leadership program, also called The Leadership Leap. I help new and aspiring women leaders to grow your confidence and your leadership abilities so you can avoid some of the mistakes I made and make a more successful leap into leadership. Through over 20 video lessons, monthly group coaching, and homework exercises that help you put the learning into action right away, you'll discover who you are as a leader and learn how to inspire others. You will also be part of a growing community of other fabulous new and aspiring leaders just like you. Find out more and sign up to learn with me at theleadershipleap.net and use coupon code radio for an extra $100 off just for listening. Make the leap into becoming the kind of leader you most want to be. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to The Leadership Leap with Leanne Pico. You can find out more about Leanne and the program at theleadershipleap.net. Don't forget that you can also send in your questions about all things leadership to Leanne at her email address, info at theleadershipleap.net, and we'll try to answer them on the show. Now, back to The Leadership Leap. Hey there, welcome back. I am chatting with Gurpreet, our HR superhero. And before the break, Gurpreet gave us some an amazing technique, which I, I recommend for everybody who are, who wants to stretch themselves either within their current positions or in looking for positions elsewhere. And Gurpreet talked about a gap analysis. And we do this in organizations all the time. What, where are we now? Where do we want to get to? But Gurpreet, I, I just think it's so clever to bring it to a personal level. And you do, and I talk about this in my own stuff too, you have control of your leadership journey. You get to decide. Um, and so th- it's a really good tool for you to use. Now we're going to move on to another topic. And if you're still here, um, because we may have scared you off by mentioning it before the break, uh, it's a word that people say, Ugh, uh, no, I hate it. Uh, I have been guilty of that too. However, let's talk about it. Okay, Gurpreet, you're, you're wanting to become a leader. You're either within your own organization or in another one. How does networking help? What can we do? So just what you said, I hated it too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Networking is like, you know, maybe because we've been been thinking of it the wrong way. Um, Networking, yes, it can be scary, but how about we don't call it networking? I like, I instead, I call it making friends. Oh, I love it. Going yep. and You're going to make friends. And often they're yeah. lifelong friends when you do it well, right? Exactly. So nice. I love having, it. Just forget the word networking because, yeah. Okay. Gone. Never mentioning well. it again. <laughs> yeah. How do we make I, friends? I, I, yeah. How do we make friends, right? Um, traditionally, let's look at how we make friends. We make friends on interest, common interest, right? Uh, so if we take that same approach and start going to uh, events or uh, join groups based on our interests, you're not worried about networking because you have already uh, icebreakers and conversations to talk about with other people because you're doing something of an interest. Like if you go to the gym, 
you can talk to anybody there, yep. right? Um, so I think the key here is a lot of people see it as let me give out as many business cards as I can or let me collect as many business cards as I can. But if we focus on actual building relationships for long term, you'll get the most benefit out of it um, than just that one time. So I agree. What I agree. Tend to I, always, is, I call it business card bingo. Um, when people are just like, here's oh, my card, cool. here's my card, can I have your card, can I have your card, you know, and it's just like, bingo, like, it just isn't, um, so for me, like, even if you're going to professional events, I always say, one or two people, like, I say, I want to meet mm-hmm. one or two interesting people. Exactly, like, you call it the bingo, which is, actually, I never put it like that, but yeah, do you actually remember the business cards you picked up? How many times have you come home and you looked at, <laughs> Because I have. I look at yeah, the business card. I have like, piles in the bin. <laughs> Killing trees right? with like, all those cards. Uh, yeah, so stop that. Stop doing that. And exactly what you said, just talk to maybe two or three people. It's not a, it's quality, right? Let's stop focusing on quantity. And let's just think of a couple of people that you genuinely just want to talk to. And just, you know, talk to anybody. But if okay. you're gonna pick, if you talk to one person, just continue that conversation. So let's clarify what you mean by talk to, because I have had that too, where people are just like, "Hi, I'm Joe, and I'm," and and at the and and here and a key tip from from me is don't come and talk to me and not ask me a single question. I'll sit and politely listen, but I won't remember you, or I'll remember you for the wrong reasons. So when you say go and talk to people, what are we doing? Like, how do we approach so, people? You can easily just, depending on where you are, right? I honestly, I actually don't go to networking events um, at all. I actually go, I pick events based on my interest. And I found when I use that strategy, the conversations were easier to have because it's an interest. Like, um, for example, the recent event I went to was careers. Obviously, (laughs) I'm into careers. But people who started talking to me, it was just simple. Hi, how are you? What do you do? And then you start talking about what do you do, and then you ask questions, they ask questions. It's like a conversation. Um, and I'm not saying it's easy to do, but if you start to just kind of go with that mindset that I'm not, I'm going to go and just make friends. Hi, get to know that person. Make it all about them and not nice. You. Absolutely. That's key. That's key. And it's kind of exactly what Rebecca was saying earlier, right? Think about your audience. But I also say, and you can do this in your own organization too, right? I mean, at, at a break or at lunch, you can just wander around. And, and if you approach people with curiosity and a genuine interest in getting to know them, they will have a conversation with you. And that is exactly how yes. we build relationships. And a lot of people don't do it now. We hide at our desks at lunch and, and sit on our computer and watch what you know videos on Facebook. I'm guilty. You know, internet, it, it draws you in. But we're missing that connection. So potentially we can or think about networking we, even within our own organizations, right? Yeah. Speaking of that, even we do, if we take lunch, we tend to stick to our group. Mm, mm-hmm. Like the, our, our department or the people we know, right? So why not 
take maybe pick one 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 or two lunches where you don't sit with your group and you sit with somebody random. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, expanding right? so our world. Absolutely. We need to expand yep. our world. Yeah, you got to go and talk to people you've never talked to that are not part of your profession, not part of your industry either. Right. And and that does help you look like a leader, right? Like that's the thing is when you can, that's what leaders do. So if you're doing it, you're actually already showing up as a leader. Yes, that's actually correct. Yes, because leaders, you can't have, you can't just talk to people, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Right. You're going to have to talk to everybody. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so tell us. Okay, cool. Okay, Gurpreet, tell us about um, personal brand because you talk about this a lot and you've developed a really good one on LinkedIn. How do you build your personal brand? So this is my favorite topic uh, because I, uh, so, uh, I really believe the key to everything nowadays and going forward is going to be all about branding and personal brand the great thing about personal brand is we already have a great tool called LinkedIn, right? It doesn't take much to build a brand. You don't have to have fancy graphics, images. Uh, all you need to do is just take the time to craft small little posts. It could be start writing posts, valuable information that you can share with people. Um, it's one of the quickest way that you can build your brand on LinkedIn, right? So that's yeah. one way. Um, second way is uh, participating in groups on LinkedIn. A lot of people are not either underutilize the groups or they don't at all. So there's groups that you can utilize on LinkedIn, um, writing posts, commenting on other people's posts. But I have one rule. If you're going to comment on someone's post, my one rule is if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. <laughs> yeah, that's, you don't want to, yeah, you can ruin your personal brand in, in seconds with that one. Yes, and that's my rule. You don't agree with someone's post, just don't write anything. The yeah. best policy, policy for me. Yeah. And then can I ask you a question on that one? Because that's sure. the, I think that's key. It's the difference between trying to grab attention and trying to develop mm-hmm. who, you know, a, a brand on, on who you are. That it's a very different yeah. thing, right? The temptation on social media is to try and grab attention and go viral. That that doesn't. That's not what we're trying to do here. No, no. Uh, so you know what? Personally, uh, I'm going to share is I, I believe it or not. I actually, first of all, I didn't even know when LinkedIn came out with follower base. I had no clue, and I was doing something, and that's when I saw it, and I was like, "What is this?" And then when I dig deeper and I was like, oh, you can actually follow people now? Uh, so because I didn't go into the mindset of I want followers or anything like that, I think it made it easier for me to just write. So just write. Don't care about followers. Don't care who likes your post. Don't, you shouldn't write to get attention. You should write because you want to share information. And be who to. you are, right? Yeah, and it's important be to be who, who you, you are. are. Yeah, in a professional way. Yeah. Yes, in a professional way, um, and yeah, a lot of people are posting to get attention. I would say, be yourself, add value. Before you post, just ask yourself, uh, how is this going to add value to the reader? Someone who's going to read it, and that's it. Just keep that simple rule. 
don't pay attention to comments. Don't comments are great. You can engage. Don't care. Don't pay attention to who's liking your post. I'll be yeah. very honest. A lot of people that actually message me, they don't even like my post. No, There's because they're not. That's not what they're, they're there for. Yeah. So yeah, very so quickly, we're almost at the end of the show. I just want to give a quick, what is the ROI of that? Because I imagine people are saying, yeah, okay, I'll go on LinkedIn and do that. How does it help me become a leader? So in, in 20 seconds, tell me, how, how would being more active on LinkedIn and developing who you are there help you? Honestly, opportunities will come to you. I can, look how I came on your show. We didn't even know each other. <laughs> no, that's true. That's right. Right. So uh, the, the thing that people don't understand about LinkedIn's power is personal branding is opportunities can come to you. People start recognizing you because you're posting. I came onto the show because someone in my connection recommended me and we never even met. I didn't even know about you. There's yeah. so much power. I, get, I sat on a board. That opportunity came to me. There's endless opportunities on LinkedIn so that my philosophy is stop chasing. Let them come to you. Awesome. And okay, so if people want to work with you or join in your boot camp, which is enrolling now, where can they get hold of you? Very quickly, Capreet. Yes, they, they can. Honestly, best way to get a hold of me is LinkedIn. And I can I can vouch for that. If you want to get hold of Gurpreet, message yep. her there. So Gurpreet's uh, link is in the in the bio, and we'll see you next month. Yes, thanks, Gurpreet. Thank you so much, Leanne. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so thanks so much to Rebecca and Gurpreet for such a good show. Oh, I could, uh, as always, I could spend the entire afternoon chatting with these 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 folks. Uh, next week, we're going to have Tina De Los Santos here for our Who Thought It Best segment. And Christina Sacafio is here talking about shadism in the inclusion zone. Don't miss that one. So again, if you want to stay connected with me in the meantime, sign up for a weekly leadership inspiration at leadership theleadershipleap.net and have your coffee and tea with me every Sunday morning. See you next time. Thank you for joining us this week for the Leadership Leap. Liam Pico invites you to tune in for another engaging program next Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll help you make a successful leap into leadership.